what's going on, Ramley? Welcome to the Ram Skinny here on the LA Football Network. Excited to be coming to you a couple days late, but uh, after a Rams season finale victory over division rival San Francisco 49ers. Yes, it was the battle of the backups, but hey, a win's a win. The Rams lock in the sixth seed and a date with the Detroit Lions, which we are going to get into all week. Um, today, we'll, we'll talk briefly about the game. Don't got to get too much into it, but you know, we'll talk about some of the backups we liked and what that future means. And obviously, we'll look briefly ahead to the big game on Sunday with more of a deep dive later in the week. But first of all, joining me as always, the, the hostess with the mostess, the man with the plan, the beautiful hair, the locks of love, Ryan Skinny Tannerson. What's up, brother? How we doing? I uh, doing fantastic. Play a football on on the doorstep in the new year. Yeah, everything's feeling good. You know, it's kind of nice that we get we get into this this section of the season after all the holidays have kind of ended, and then we just focus completely on hit hit hitting our uh, our uh, New Year's Eve resolutions and 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 football. That's all we need to do. Yeah which I, we talked about resolutions. I have yet to actually begin those. So hopefully that starts uh, this week. Uh, Cause that needs to start happening. Um, but yeah, week 16 and week 17 are tough, man. Like over the, over the Christmas break, like it's hard to stay focused and, and stay on top of things. Everyone else is off of work and that's when it kind of ramps up for us. And it's not like the season stops. And if anything, it's busier because they play on the, the damn holidays. So um, yeah, it's nice now to basically be like, all right, cool. Rams are in the playoffs. We can just focus on them. And uh, not have any holidays in the way, but not in the way. Obviously, I have my favorite time of year, but you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. So I got, I also got to prep. I need to prep your your intro because I just do it on the fly, and I know I can come up with some better some better adjectives to describe you. So hopefully, next episode I'll have a nice uh, nice list breakdown than than just coming up with it on the old uh, the old bald dome here. <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't know it, but a, a a goal in my life has always been to have good hair. So, I mean, at least it's referring to, you know, it's, it's, it, it's helping. It's, it fills my heart at least. <laughs> You're beating me. That's for sure. You're beating me well. by a lot. And you have some years on me too, which we won't say how many, but it's not that many. Um, anyway, real quickly before we get into Rams, let's do this at the top of the real quick top of the show. Make sure to check out our friends at underdog fantasy, head to underdogfantasy.com or the underdog fantasy app. No better time than right now before playoff football. But if you like the NBA, if you like NHL, if you like tennis, if you like golf, racing, whatever, they got every sport on there. When you go to make your first deposit, use our promo code RAMSLAFB. It's all one word, R-A-M-S-L-A-F-B as in boy. Gets you a welcome deposit bonus up to $100. Minimum is $10. they will give you $10 free dollars. If you put in $100, they will give you $100 free dollars to play with. Super fun. Pick them two to five players across any sport. Choose the over-unders. If you get four to five of those right, you win. It's that easy. Obviously, uh, it's fun to win some money and make some of those games you don't care about as much a little more interesting. But hey, do it for this Rams-Lions games coming up. Uh, should be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll put out some teasers out for what our picks are this weekend. But Underdog Fantasy, Rams LAFB is the promo code. Tell them the guys at the Rams Skinny sent you. 21-20 was your final score. An exciting game for for backups. Some some fun things to talk about. Carson Wentz obviously being the kind of the talk. Well, I should let me back up. Puka Nakua being the talk of the town. Obviously breaking the rookie record for receptions and receiving yards. Uh, we'll get into that. But Carson Wentz played a, a fairly 
uh, good game, had the one pick, which can't really say was his fault, bounced off the receiver's hands, uh, but had the two touchdowns. You know, one was a rushing touchdown. Uh, you know, looked good in the pocket. Looked like he had good command of the offense for only being there, you know, a couple weeks. So, uh, Ronnie Rivers, good to see him back after being out with injuries with his, um, you know, 13, 13 carries and whatever. So, you know, I thought there was some, some good things this offense did in the absence of the great players and, and defensively, you know, made stops when they had to another second half shutout for Raheem Morris's crew. And, and obviously, you know, no Christian McCaffrey, no Brock Purdy. So it wasn't like the Niners were trotting out their best in offense, but no Donald for the Rams, no stars on the back end, no Ernest Jones. And this guy's pitch a shutout in the second half. So hats off to Raheem Morris and that defense. But what were your overall thoughts from a, a nice week 18 win and, and a clinched six seed? Well, uh, you know, <clears throat> it came down to the kickers. <laughs> Who would have thought? And, like we've been talking. You know, um, uh, Maher was just put out there less <laughs> than Jake Moody, basically. Uh, uh, Jake Moody, uh, third round pick, uh, failed to to win this game for the, or at least tie this game for the 49ers, and and Maher didn't um, didn't cost the game for him. You know, he did he did just enough, I guess. And, but, enough. but the 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 great thing about having a bad kicker is it's forcing McVeigh to be a bit more um, aggressive, aggressive, kind of in fourth yeah. down situations, goal, uh, you know, red zone situations, which we've all kind of wanted him to be. I've been I've been I've wanted him to do that for. So if there's any if there's any good thing that comes from having bad kickers, it's uh, you know it's 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 poking and prodding uh, the the Rams into the 21st century and into the aggressive football. Uh, you know, I just found out I did not realize this, and it's very embarrassing. But Brett Maher and I went to the same high school. <laughs> you should be good then. Come yeah, on, Brett yeah. Maher. <laughs> I you know it's tough because and, I I've only had you guys same time. years. Uh, no, no, he's he's five years younger than me. So he okay. He wasn't. We weren't in the high school at the same time. He was in one of the middle schools there in in Kearney, Nebraska. Wow. I, I knew I knew he was a Cornhusker, mm-hmm. but I've only had critical things to say about him since the Rams <laughs> brought him on. Uh, you know, I saw him in the in the uh, with the Cowboys last season and wasn't impressed. And when they brought him on, I was even less impressed. So, uh, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, you know, it's an ongoing thing. And once again, if if the uh, game comes down to a field goal and a nice, you know, 52 yard field goal against the lions. Mm. And that's, and that's what costs them the game that that's going to be heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, you know, I will say I feel for whatever reason, I feel better with Brett Maher than I did, uh, Lucas Haversick. So I don't know if it's just as poor as he's been, at least there is some experience there and he has kicked in the playoffs and, and has been around the league for whatever that's worth. Um, one thing I, I find interesting and, you know, I, I never, you know, we try to keep professional. I'm not trying to to troll other teams and, you know, every now and then I'll, I'll say some things, but it, I will say this, which probably will sound like trolling, but when the Niners, okay, I'll say it like this, the Rams kicking situation as it is, is still worse than Niners for how bad Jake Moody has been. I think the Rams kicking situation has been worse. You could argue maybe the worst in football. And it's a, it's unfortunate they had Cameron Dicker on their practice squad, who obviously is you know the the great Chargers kicker right now. Um, but as bad as that is, the Niners took Jake Moody in the third round, <laughs> and so can you imagine if the Rams had taken a kicker, whether it was Jake Moody or someone else, in the third round, as opposed to taking what should be the defensive rookie of the year in Kobe Turner, and 
I know when it was happened, not, I'm not saying Niners fans loved it. You know, I think everyone was like kind of scratching their head about it, but there were some that were like, well, it's a loaded roster. Like that was the one position of need. You know, they had players at every other position, but still you're, you and not saying they, they specifically passed on Turner, but you know, still that shows you that you can get very valuable players. Uh, and you don't, I don't want to say they panicked, but you know, Rams got Turner. The Rams got Turner the third. The Niners got Jake Moody. Who do you think won that round? We'll just go with that. <laughs> yeah, I think that definitely falls into the uh, the Rams winning category. There, that's a that's a you know nine nine straight regular season losses, but they got uh, Kobe Turner and didn't waste a pick on on <laughs> a, a, an okay kicker, I guess an okay to bad kicker. We'll call Moody. But uh, you know the you know coming out of this game, I, I'm kind of worried about uh, the backup quarterback situation did Carson Wentz play himself into a competing for a starting position in another team you know I could see him going to a place like Carolina and pushing uh their young quarterback and and you know into a quarterback controversy or or a position like that you know he uh you know he the big body Wentz is is bulldozing and rushing for yards and picking up big first downs and and all that stuff so what are your thoughts on Wentz? Uh, did he play him out of out of uh, contention for a backup spot at uh, with the Rams? Yeah, it's kind of like it, it's very reminiscent of of Baker Mayfield last year, who you know when the year ended, everyone wanted him back as a backup, but you know he I think he did enough, and obviously you know he's in the playoffs now with the Buccaneers as their starter, and and Wentz has a similar vibe. I, I feel like the one thing playing in the Rams' favor is you know this is now his what fourth team in two years do not like whatever it was when from the what the eagles to the colts to the commanders now to the rams in a matter of like a two-year calendar year um so not saying gms are are the smartest people because they make a lot of mistakes and you know if there's any job that defines insanity it's it's football scouts and gms because they're like oh okay well we've seen it now now we've seen it um, so some team I'm sure will want to give him a shot because as you mentioned, the talents, there, the bodies there, the arms there, if he's healthy, I mean, he's still, he was a number two overall pick and, and had an MVP caliber season early on. So there's still some, some juice there. If I'm the Rams, you know, Stafford, what's Stafford at 35? Sounds right. Yeah. And he said, beginning of the year, he, he still has plenty left in the tank. He wants to keep playing. Um, even if the Rams go on the magical run and win the Super Bowl, I, I still think he would potentially come back maybe he would think more about retiring if they if they win and go out on the high note but i think he's stayed healthy enough even you know taking some shots this year and how much fun they've had that he'd be back but carson Wentz, 31 depending on what the rams do in the draft and you know obviously stetson bennett i don't think is is, is the answer of what they're doing and depending if they take a qb in the mid rounds this year they may want to really you know with their extra cap space say, Hey, we're going to pay Carson a, a premium to be the backup here. And, and maybe at 31, he's in the system for two, three years. And, and when, you know, uh, Stafford does hang it up, he can take over the starting role at, at 33 or, or 34. And, and that doesn't force us to turn the keys over to, you know, either a, it wouldn't be probably a rookie then, but a, a player who's never started or make us go back out into free agency. So that's, that's thinking way long-term down the line. But if I'm the Rams, outside of a team saying, hey, we'll give you $20 million to come start, I think they got to pay a premium to keep him as a backup on their roster. They have the money now to do it, which they didn't have this past offseason. Um, but we've seen how important a backup quarterback can be. You know, you look at teams that are in the playoffs that have a backup quarterback, you know, 
Browns with Joe Flacco, the the Steelers with Mason Rudolph. Not saying Rudolph is is a great backup by any means, but he got it done. You saw the Colts almost go on a run with Gardner Minshew and came down to a dropped pass in the in the red zone on Saturday night. So I think it's important for the Rams to finally address the backup QB position with someone they can win football games with if Stafford either is hurt or decides to hang it up. And a perfect case, and I'm getting long winded. I'll toss it back to you. Perfect case is, you know, I if Carson Wentz is on this team to start the season, they might win that Packers game, and they might be contending for a much higher seed than the sixth seed. They might get a home game out of it. So it shows the value of having a competent backup, and they've never put an emphasis on it since McVay's been here. Obviously, it's it's worked okay for them, but I think this is the year with Stafford's age, with having some cap space. I think this is definitely the year where they need to actually put an emphasis on it and, and make sure Wentz is back in a in a Rams uniform next year. Yeah, I love all of that. And it also frees them up from having to uh spend another draft pick uh trying to answer that. Um, you know, uh, you know, what Stetson Bennett may or may not have brought in, brought to the the Rams, we'll never know, uh or probably won't know. Um but you know, that's, that's a, that's a, you know, speaking of Kobe Turner, Jake Moody, kind of a, you know, that's mm-hmm. another one of those uh, sliding doors moments where maybe they do find another uh, defense, defensive player, uh, you know, yeah. somebody in the, in the backfield, maybe something, you know, so that's just, well, just for 2020 quarterback that can play. Like they could have gotten like Aiden O'Connell or someone that can actually like, you know, be on the field. <laughs> right. Right. But you know, I, I do love a lot of quarterbacks coming out in, in this draft. So maybe, maybe they do pull the trigger on that anyway. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think you said it, you said everything that needed to be said there, but I think we need to talk a little bit more about Puka Nakua uh, yeah. and his historic, uh, you know, finishing off the, uh, you know, 2023 in the right way, or I guess 2024 now, um, but the season in the right way by breaking uh, both uh, the rookie reception record and receiving yards record and having to struggle for it. The uh, the 49ers didn't just let him uh, pick that up. Um, They were uh, making sure that that, uh, he was staying on the field as long as possible. Uh, Do you you think that's a good, just good uh, gamesmanship or is that, uh, you know, they're just trying to be rotten, rotten eggs out there. No, I think it's, I mean, no, I don't care how about bad blood, no bad blood, whatever. You never want to be the team that a record gets broken on. And so I think, you know, you, you got to go out and play the game and I'm I'm sure none of them have any ill will towards Puka, but it's like, Hey, I don't want to be the corner that gives up the, the record that stood the test of time for rookies. And all of a sudden I'm in every highlight because he did it against me. So, yeah, I think it's great gamesmanship. And it's so ironic that on his touchdown grab, he tied it. It's like one more yard. What a better way to break the record than on a touchdown. And instead he had to tie it and then wait basically almost a full quarter and a half before he was able to get that next reception to break it. But yeah, what a moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, I, it's just amazing that CJ Stroud is still the front runner uh, for the rookie of the year. I mean, he's obviously a great player. You know, I said it on the last podcast. This is, this is historic. This is 63 years uh, in the making, um, yeah. you know, passing guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase, um, you know, that it's just, it's pretty incredible. And, and, and Jalen Waddle, he broke uh, his record as well, which obviously isn't 63 years, but uh, still yeah. impressive nonetheless. Um, and, uh, 
yeah, it's going to be exciting to see playoff football um, once again with uh, Puka Nakua out there. So we've we've sung his praises, and um, I don't know if there's a lot more to be said about the about the guy, but uh, you know, uh, he uh, a reason the Rams won that game as well is uh, Puka Nakua, and yeah. I don't know if you caught the handshake at the end, but uh, all smiles between Sean McVay and uh, Shanahan. I don't know if that was uh, uh, commiserating on uh, on kicker. Uh, uh, misses or not but uh you know the it was nice to see that uh there's uh some uh, camaraderie between the 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 two old rival good buddies uh big brother little brother kind of uh relationship there as well yeah no absolutely uh always it's always fun and i think mcveigh was you know nine straight i think we said right regular season matchups without a win against the niners and so yeah maybe this one it's different because it's backups, but Hey, it wins a win. And it meant something for the Rams. Cause they, they keep the six seed instead of falling to seven um, quickly back to the Nakua and CJ Stroud. I mean, this is so hard because I, I get what CJ Stroud has done and, and being able to turn that franchise around from, you know, being a bottom feeder franchise to having the second overall pick where he was taken to being doubted and having a fantastic, I mean, not just a good rookie season, a fantastic, but he was one of the top quarterbacks in the league this year. <clears throat> where I struggle with him winning it over Puka is a couple things. One, when you break a record at your position, like that's gotta mean something like again, the year Herbert beat out Justin Jefferson and it was close. Herbert broke rookie passing records. Like there were yards records, touchdown records that he broke as a rookie quarterback. CJ Stroud for as great as the season was, didn't break any records. Puka Nakua did a 63 year old record. He broke. The other thing, and I know the Pro Bowl is, you know, you know, it's whatever, it's pageantry at this point, but Pukunaku is a Pro Bowler. CJ Stroud is not. He did not make the AFC Pro Bowl roster. And so when you check those two boxes, like it has to swing in the favor of, of Pukunaku. And again, I get how important the quarterback, it's the hardest position in all of sports, what he did for that franchise. Both are deserving, 100%. I just think, and this is honestly even being unbiased, not just because he's a Ram, but when you break a record and you're a pro bowl and the other is not like that has to mean something in, in the voting for this award. So to me, it absolutely should be Puka Nakua as, as the rookie of the year. Um, but in my heart, I truly believe they'll, they'll give the CJ Stroud. Cause it's just basically a quarterback award. It's just like the MVP at this point. Yeah. And that, that's unfortunate uh, because, you know, you know, for all the reasons, you know, Christian McCaffrey should probably win MVP yep. just because, you know, everybody else is splitting the votes and he's an incredible player. And, you know, it's, you know, football's a, a team sport, you know, and as much as, you know, baseball is a team sport, you know, there's a lot of one-on-one between the pitcher and, and, and batter and, you know, goalies and hockey are so important and, and NBA can swing on, on one player that's coming into the league. And so this is, it's one of the things that makes the sport amazing. And the more and more that we get to just um, honoring how great quarterbacks are and CJ Stroud is, he's, and it's refreshing to see a really good quarterback come in and, and, and turn a team around along yeah. with the head coach. And, you know, he's making Nico Collins look like a, a number one receiver and, you know, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from that, but this is this is historic. And not only that, but Nakua came in week one as the number one receiver on the field and yeah. and and you know just put up 118 yards, I think, against the Seattle Seahawks and and really set the tone for the season and and wasn't kind of sitting around uh you know waiting for Cooper Cup to come back uh 
he he really took the the bull by the horns and and had you know several great uh um you know he was setting he was setting records from from week one um as a fifth rounder as a yeah. under you know you know i was going back through MV or uh, rookies of the year and I, I didn't go that that far back but you get to you know dak prescott he's a fourth rounder mm-hmm. you know fourth rounder quarterback as well so you know <clears throat> just a just a unique unique player um and uh you know underrated and you know maybe maybe that'll work out for him maybe he'll uh keep the grind on and maybe he'll try to get uh, offensive uh, player of the year or mvp or something like that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think the other thing that probably is swings in his favor at quarterback is, is, you know, comparing to Herbert when Herbert won, he won it even with the chargers losing like seven straight games and missing the playoffs. That was the last year of Anthony Lamb when he got fired and he was still able to win it where CJ Stroud, you know, even missing two games still led Houston to the playoffs. So, I mean, there is something to be said when you lead your team to the playoffs, but it should be Pukunakua. So, um, one more thing to, to add about this team as we kind of do our, our end of season wrap, and I'll see if you want to say anything and we can mention the, the playoff game. But like I said, we'll dive deep into Rams lions here in a couple of days. Uh, cause what a great matchup that's going to be, but just want to, we've, we've talked about it a ton, so we got to spend a ton of time on it, but just got to give another shout out to Kyron Williams. I mean, the dude missed five games when you look at the four, he was on IR and then didn't play in this game. So played 11 games or 12 games. And finished third in rushing behind Chris McCaffrey and, and Derrick Henry. I mean, just that is so impressive to me. And and in in week one, he was behind Cam Akers. Yeah, uh, Cam got twenty carries and he got fourteen carries. <clears throat> so, I mean, let's call that five and a half games that he missed. <laughs> yeah, like incredible. Uh, so you know that's incredible. I think this is a guy that I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but if can stay on this trajectory, this to team commits to him the way he fits in this offense, the way he played this year, he's a guy that heading in the next year with this 18 game schedule or 17 game schedule, 18 week schedule, I think can do something really special uh, in terms of, you know, we're, we're talking history books with Puka Nakua. I don't want to get ahead of myself and start talking Eric Dickerson's record and stuff like that. But when you look at the trajectory and the projection he was on missing those five and a half games, still finishing with over 1100 yards, and, you know, the rest of the NFL, Derrick Henry played, to my knowledge, all 17 games, only finished like 50 yards ahead of him. And Chris McCaffrey was first with 1,400 yards and also sat the last game. But, um, yeah, I think he can do something special. And it's surprising, and I think it shows the state of running backs in the NFL because you don't have that one singular workhorse back. I mean, think of, you know, during the heyday in the, in the 2000s, you know, Jamal Charles, before him, um, you know, Terrell Davis, obviously the Broncos, Sean Alexander, with uh, with Steven the Seahawks, Jackson. Steven Jackson with the Rams, Curtis Martin, like those guys would have rushed for over two thousand yards with 17, 17 games. Um, but now there's you just don't have those workouts backs, except Kyron Williams kind of was that for this Rams team. So uh, great season, and I think he can definitely do something special if he's the premier guy moving forward. Yeah, and and shout out to the uh, you know the Kevin Dotson and Avila draft pick and. Uh, you know, bringing bringing in Kevin Dotson, I think that's got to be number one for a uh, free agent that you're at. Got to go after. Um, oh yeah. Uh, you know, he, they obviously do a, a a good amount of work for Kyron Williams, bringing him loose. So, um, yeah, just just a you know great great draft class that's going to free up 
capital so that they can, you know, spend it in other ways and 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 make sure that 2024 is going to be even better than 2023, which is is going to be just phenomenal to see. You know, regardless of what happens in the playoffs, this is going to be a really interesting offseason. It's going to be a really fantastic 2024 uh, season. Um, uh, another fun year covering the Rams. What can I say? Yeah. I know as wild as the 23 offseason was with, you know, all the free agent releases and trades, all the 10 draft picks or whatever they had, 24 is going to be so exciting because they finally have cap space. They finally have a first round pick for now. We'll see if that that stays true heading to the draft or if they trade it for a premier player. But it's going to be a wild, fun, exciting offseason to cover this year because it's an offseason we haven't really seen since McVay's been here. Quick, quick uh, thing before we wrap up, uh, just easy yes or no. Raheem Morris, is he back with the Rams or is he getting a head coaching opportunity? He'll be a head coach. Yeah. I no agree. doubt in my mind. And he deserves to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Where, uh, where do you think he, let's end with that then. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk Lions, Rams next episode. So everyone make sure you come back for that. Great. Obviously Goff staff, Stafford, Brad Holmes, the GM there. Aubrey Pleasant went there, got fired back with the Rams now. So, so many storylines. We'll get into all of that next episode here in just a day or two. Um, so make sure to be on that. But let's in, let's in with some Raheem Morris talk. You and I both agree he'll be a head coach. Where do you think he lands or where do you think he's the best fit? Which well, can be the same answer. <clears throat> I like him for the Chargers, um, oddly enough, because they just hired and fired a, a Rams defensive coordinator. Um, but I think that with what the Rams did in this offseason, establishing their pillars um, of Stafford, Cup, Donald, and stripped down the rest – got mm-hmm. to a good place that's kind of what the the chargers need to do they spend a lot of money they're over the cap 40 something million dollars over the cap they but they've got justin herbert you can't really waste time with him you gotta you, you gotta make sure that he's kind of in a competitive uh system and and in the right system and and they need and one of the things that the chargers have had a really hard time doing is developing their draft talent and maximizing their free agents maximizing their trades um they they just kind of they get a big F for that. So um, Raheem Morris kind of oversaw a, the biggest remodel of the Rams, which was on the defensive side, where they cut cut a lot of a lot of weight, brought in a lot of young talent, brought in a, a few um, uh, low cost free agents, and then they maximize that defense. The defense is playing much; uh, they're punching above their weight. So I love that idea for him. But um, maybe a reunion uh, in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, that's also a possibility that I like for him as well. A lot of good players on that. You just got to get a, a, a good, uh, offensive coordinator to kind of get them pointed in the right direction. And, um, so I like both of those ideas for him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I know the chargers fans won't like to hear that, but I, I think chargers, obviously their first choice is Jim Harbaugh. You know, we just saw what he did and I hate that. I hate that but um, I think that's obviously their first choice, and the reports are it's basically the the Chargers to lose. Like he wants to kind of be there, they want him. But if you know if they just don't give enough money or negotiations or power or whatever, like it's theirs to kind of flub up, if you will. But if they do do that, um, to me, I think you know I like Dan Quinn for them, and and I like Raheem Morris. And I know Chargers fans will just look at what happened with Brandon Staley and and kind of keep it similar. But you know, it's kind of like when you scout prospects right like you're not supposed to scout the helmet you scout the player that i think that has to be the same with coaches and just because they came from the same team with the rams the same regime with mcveigh you know uh 
uh, Raheem Morris has so much more experience. And I think that was probably the biggest detriment for Staley. He probably just got hired, you know, a little too early. I think he needed to be in the McVay system longer, kind of learning the ins and out of how the Rams run things. If they were going to go in and try to emulate that among other things that we can talk about. Um, whereas Raheem Morris, you know, has been in the league for a long time. He was a head coach before with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was on the commander staff with McVay and Kyle Shanahan and, and Bobby Slowick and all those guys, as he was the defensive backs coach. Then he was on the Falcons staff, as you mentioned, you know, with Kyle Shanahan as the OC, he was on the offensive staff for a while before he became the DC. He was the receivers coach. So he knows offense as well. And now he's been with the Rams for three or four seasons since daily left three seasons since daily left and, and kind of, you know, has done different defensive schemes. You know, he kind of adapted Staley's system, made it his own a little bit, but he didn't want to totally overhaul things to to make it fit with the players. And we're seeing this year doing a lot of things differently because of the personnel they have. So, you know, scout the player, not the helmet, scout the coach, not the organization necessarily. Um, being with McVeigh three years, all the experience he has, I think he fits great with the Chargers. But I also think, as you mentioned, that the Falcons or even the Commanders are both good fits with them. I think the Commanders is interesting because with new ownership, it seems like they're really going all in on doing everything the right way, kind of similar to what um, the Broncos did when they got their you know, Walter Penner group. It's like they're not going to spare any expenses on doing anything. So that could be a good situation for him, just kind of getting everything that he needs. Um, now they got to find a quarterback, obviously, which makes which is why the Chargers job is so much better than a lot. Same with Atlanta, like got to find a quarterback as well, but they have great pieces there as you mentioned. So Chargers is probably the best fit for him. Um, I'd probably go Falcons or I'd probably go Commanders to Falcons three. Um, but what a hell of a job he's done. And yeah, you and I both agree. I think he'll be, unfortunately for Rams fans, he'll be uh, not with the Rams next year as he'll be a head coach. Yeah. I love that. I love that Commanders idea as well. Um, just having him as a, fra- a face of your franchise. He's a, he's a definitely a player's coach and and he's a straight shooter and and knows what he needs to do. And that's what that franchise needs to kind of get themselves out of the muck and the mire that they've been stranded in for the last decade or so or more. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's still wild to me that 2013, when you look at that coaching lineage and just, they were not even like a playoff team. Like it is just wild <laughs> with Mike Shanahan, the great Mike Shanahan is the head coach and all those guys on staff. Obviously, you learn a lot through the years, so you know you're not great right when you start. But it's just crazy looking at that 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 staff has like potentially if Slowick and Raheem Morris get a job, um, there'll be what seven coaches that were on that staff head coaches now. Yeah, it's what, amazing. What is it? It's McVeigh, it's Lafleur, it's McDaniel, it's Shanahan, and then if Slowick and Raheem, so six coaches from that staff are now six of thirty-two are now head coaches. Wild. Wow. Yeah. Wild. So. Well, let's end with that. Great stuff. Rams get the six seed. Like I said, we'll do a ton of deep diving into this Stafford Goff Rams Lions matchup on Sunday night football. Cannot wait. Going to be an absolute blast. Um, but for Skinny T, pleasure as always for Ryan Dyward. Make sure to follow us on social at RL Anderson LAFB, at Ryan Dyward LAFB, at Rams underscore LAFB, or at LAFB Network for just the main account. If you're not watching on YouTube, we'd appreciate it if you go to YouTube. It's Rams LAFB. Hit that like and subscribe button for us. And obviously, LAFB Network is where you can find all of our Rams coverage and content. Everyone have a great couple days. We'll be back in just a few to preview this playoff matchup. Yes, Rams are in the playoffs. 10-7 and finish the season. What a year. What a coaching job. We'll get all into it in a few days. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Talk to you all soon.